0: and him darren fletcher the nfl offseason is up and running some big moves have gone down but let's forget about the nfl for now darren how are you my friend
2: well i'm okay how are you i mean i'm wait i saw your tweet this morning where is this heatwave? i was thinking exactly the same thing since we last spoke boris johnson's decided to go I'm hearing on the grapevine, it's a straight fight between number 10 and Chelsea for Cristiano Ronaldo. So that should be sorted out pretty quickly, way before this party conference in October. But the world is changing, my friend. But one thing that never changes is our love for the NFL and our excitement heading into another season. So great. So are you good? Yeah, really
0: good. Do you know what? We're just about to start school holidays. We've got a few things planned, which is great. And we've got friends over, well, family over from New Zealand. And one of the most encouraging signs I guess, considering this is an American football podcast, is that uh, my nephew, young nephew, 13-year-old, absolute rugby superstar in his hometown, picked up an American football, absolutely launched it down the garden. So ever since they arrived, he's just been running routes and I've been launching it into his his hands.
2: It's been brilliant. Love that. that. (laughs) So the next step has to be
0: the NFL Academy. On we go. Exactly. And you know what? These kids these days... There's so much out there about performance and agility, skills. I mean, you know, you know, with Luka and his football and what have you, that they can learn so much from YouTube. So my nephew's just come home, come over here. We've been talking about the NFL. i have been showing him a few things, and he's just sat on YouTube. And then all of a sudden, he's speaking the lingo. I'm like, he's got the jargon. I love it. Let's go. I've got to say, mate, I mean, I have a very good
2: friend on the podcast, Neil Reynolds. His boy's in Canada at college, and he sent me some videos of how much George has improved over the year. And the biggest compliment you can pay him is that if you said, where was that young man born? North America or Southern England? You would say he was a North American kid. Mechanically, he looks brilliant. He's coming out of his his hand like a rocket. And and it, it does kind of just show any youngsters who want to do it, that you can do it. I mean, there was a time when you couldn't do it and everybody kind of said you could, but you couldn't. But now you can. And if you kind of look at what George has has been able to do over there on his scholarship and the work that he's done to make him as good as he is. And then like you say, the opportunities that are there for young people now to say, you know what, I'm going to have a crack at this. And I now legitimately do have a pathway and an opportunity if I'm good
0: enough and dedicated enough, that's brilliant. Yeah, it really is, and 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 gone are the days, Darren, where all he could provide the NFL was a kicker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, to be honest, looking at some of the football I commentated on
2: last season, we struggle with that now. I think I think we might struggle with that now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right now. very
0: funny, but it's true that like Mick Mick Luckhurst and John Smith, you know, kicker for the Patriots, kicker for the Falcons, they were the guys that really set the tone and uh, started this journey, and with the NFL Academy with the way that they're encouraging young people to get into the game. And obviously with this NFL franchise thing that's going on, which we must talk about uh, uh, NFL teams picking global territories, which they want to focus on and market in. That's really interesting. All about expanding the game.
2: Yeah. Fantastic. But we, we've got something really important to do before we do anything else. Now, Back open a beer. Well, yeah, even at this time in the morning, but <laughs> we're on holiday after all. Um, everybody might have seen this, but we've been keen to do something like this for quite some time, haven't we? And we've we've put together the Fumble Road Trip. Now, we want as many of you as can do it to come with us. And we've not just kind of set up any old road trip, we've set up an absolute stonker, even if we say so ourselves. So it's gonna be during the international break in September, and it's a, it's a departure on Thursday the 22nd of September. And you get back on Wednesday the 5th. So it's almost a full week. I'll get into the detail, but to kind of give the broad view, you travel out there on the Thursdays. You've got Thursday night to watch Thursday night football together. We'll go and find a nice bar. We'll watch that. I think it's the Steelers against the Browns, which will be good in a very competitive division. Friday um, and Saturday, we've got relatively free days. So Vernon and I are going to do an event on one of the nights. We'll get everybody together and have a bit of fun. Another one of the nights, we're going to go, I think, to see the Tampa Bay Rays play baseball, which we'll organise. Sunday, we will tailgate before the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Green Bay Packers, which is easier to say Brady v. Rogers, which has to be outside of the playoffs. And we don't know what we're going to get come Super Bowl time and all that the best quarterback matchup of the year. And it might be, let's not put too fine a point on it. The last time we see these two together, Brady's back for a season. We don't know how long Rogers is going to play, but we don't know for how long. What we do know is that on that Sunday of the fumble road trip, the 25th of September, Tom Brady will play against Aaron Rodgers at Raymond James Stadium in a regular season game. And we want you there. Then on the night time after that, we'll watch the Sunday night game. Monday, we'll jump on a plane, we'll fly into New York, we'll stay in Times Square and we will go to the Dallas Cowboys at the New York Giants, one of the iconic NFL games on Monday night. And who's to say that this can't be Dallas's year when you look at the talent they've got on the roster, second year back from the injury for Dak Prescott, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We've got two absolute belters. We've got a great trip, put a lot of thought into it. And we want people to come and join us because we're really excited about going. And if you get the chance to come with us, I can promise you an absolute, absolutely fantastic trip.
0: Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be mega. And, and, and not only that, uh, I don't think there's a better quarterback matchup in the league. No. There isn't. There, there genuinely isn't a quarterback matchup where you've got two veterans of the game Two guys who've won the Super Bowl. I mean, obviously, Brady's won it multiple times. Aaron Rodgers is the guy who's done it, but he, people say, oh, could he have done more? Who knows? Who knows? But to have this matchup in Tampa Bay, let's not forget, September, it's going to be boiling hot. Oh. We're going to get suntans. We're going to sit in the bleachers. We're going to watch Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa after a night at the baseball, after a night on the turn, and then we're getting on a plane the following day and we're going to New York. I mean, it's awesome. Now, I know, I know, I know, with the current climate and the cost of living crisis and all that palaver, when you look at the price, you might think that's a bit steep. But when you think about what you get and the unique opportunity that you get that comes along with that price tag, I think it's good value for money. So basically, in that package, you get to see... Three professional American sports, baseball, two American football games. You get to just hang out in Florida. Then we fly to New York. Now let's not forget there's going to be five flights included in the package. Yep. Five flights there through America, then to New York, then from New York back home. So there's that, and the accommodation, that's in there as well. So as a package, I think it's really good value for money. And let's. Bear in mind, Darren, the people that we're doing this with, the people that we're running in conjunction with, they get good tickets. Yes. They get good tickets. Now, we're not talking 50-yard line. We're talking decent tickets where we're going to get a decent view. I've been to MetLife Stadium myself. I've been to, actually, I've been to Tampa Bay, Raymond James Stadium, both superb facilities where if you're going to go and watch an American football game, these are probably two of the best stadiums. MetLife is my favourite. I think I've been to a dozen American football stadiums and MetLife is by far my favorite because the concourse at MetLife is special we were there in LA at SoFi Stadium yeah it's good but I think New York being New York knowing their love and passion of food beverages uh the concourse in MetLife is second to none yeah I also think as well what you're gonna get is is is
2: if you ever want an English football experience in an NFL stadium Ideally, I'd always say go to Philadelphia because that's where you get it. But I think on Monday night, so many Cowboys fans around New York, New Jersey, there's going to be a lot of Cowboys fans in the stadium. It's a rivalry that goes back decades and means so much. They hate each other. You know, they hate each other. So you're going to get that feeling. This is not kind of, oh, this is all easy-ozy and all that. We'll have a wander around and get a beer. There's going to be passion in the stadium for that night as well. And one thing I can offer you too, is that we both have certain skill sets, Vernon and I. I'll admit it, Vernon's got way more skill sets
0: than <laughs> yeah, me, but
2: we both have skill sets. So, Vernon, while we are in Florida, stroke New York on this trip, Vernon will show you how he drinks Bud Light, which <laughs> I have to say from experience is well worth watching. <laughs> I will show you how to operate around an NFL team store. I'm really good in there. So if you're kind of wondering whether there's a method to this, we can introduce certain individual skill sets that you won't get anywhere else. I'm telling you now, there is nobody in the world better in an NFL team store than me. And I will put myself against anybody. And I can also tell you, having staggered around with him at various Super Bowls, there is nobody better on Bud Light than Vernon Kay. So we are masters of our trade in those ways. And we are prepared to share the secrets of our success with you during that period of time. You cannot say any more than that. That probably just about outweighs Brady V Rogers, I'd say. Oh, 100%.
0: Well, <laughs> you know, Aaron and and, and Tom, they're going to know that uh, Vernon and Darren are in the stadium. Yes. You know, I mean, let's be honest, Tom Brady doesn't know it, but he is the godfather of his children. I keep saying it. Um, But that stadium experience, that's made me laugh, Darren, because what you just said there is exactly how we behaved at SoFi Stadium. You went straight off to find the biggest merchandise store there was. I went straight off to find a hot dog and a pre-game beer. Yes. And we had one beer before our live broadcast on Five Live, and then that was it. It was like, right, we're finished. We're done. Jack, thank you very much. Good luck with retirement. Darren, I will see you later, my friend. Go and get in a big can of lager.
2: And in in, in uh, to give me credit as well, it's very difficult to pre-shop on Super Bowl Sunday. But we actually pre-shopped. My reputation preceded me. The store wasn't even open. <laughs> but we were allowed in not only to look around but to purchase before the game actually kicked off. You, you had you had the guy going in the stock room. I did. I did. I did. And it was oh, not even open. Yeah, it was. And you got involved as well, which was quite good. You're normally a bit, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll never wear it. I'll never wear it. But you you, you, were, you were in there too. You, you yeah, were there.
0: I, I like, I like the, little, the little knick-knack things. I like the key rings. I like the cups. I like the mugs. I like all that kind of stuff that I'm going to use. I mean, you must have a rainbow wardrobe with every team of, of merchandise that you've got. I mean, it's outrageous. I never wear it. I've still got, remember when I bought that Nike Anorak from the Super Bowl, the Kansas City Chiefs one? That's hung up in my wardrobe. I've never worn it. And that's why, David, I, I just I, I get off on watching you purchase stuff that I know I will never wear.
2: Good. I'm the best-dressed dog walker in the county of Nottinghamshire. <laughs> and every day I represent another team on the dog walk. I don't wear them very often, but I wear them do- on dog walks. And it's like, who is he today? I wish Patrick Mahomes today looked blessed. But what so, makes
0: me laugh is whenever I go on social and w- put a picture of me wearing NFL merchandise, I get a barrage of people saying, thought you were a Bears fan. I'm like, I am a Bears fan. Well, why are you wearing Raiders stuff? Why are you wearing Jaguars stuff? Why are you wearing Seahawks stuff? Why are you wearing Kansas City Chiefs stuff? I'm like, I just like the game as well. I love the teams. I love everything that the NFL has to offer. I'm like, yeah, but surely being a fan of the Bears means you only wear Bears stuff. Not really, because no one really cares.
1: I don't mind.
2: So look, if you do want to join us and we'd love to see you there, we'd love you with us. gonna we'll We guarantee that we'll look after you better than you've ever been looked after on a trip like this. Elite Sports Travel are running it in conjunction with the Fumble. You can go on my social media at D Fletcher Sport, at Vernon K. If you want to look at it like that, all the details are there. Give the guys a shout. Speak to Ben. He's a top fella. And um, we will accommodate you you can join us and we promise you, you'll have an absolutely fantastic time. We can't wait. We're excited. We're going whether you are or not, but we'd love it if you could come and join us on the Fumble Road Trip with Fletch and Vern, and have the time of your lives watching Brady v. Rogers, Giants against the Cowboys and taking all the rest of it in as well.
0: So it's going to yeah, be... Yeah, let, let, let's be honest. It's not going to be rubbish. We're going to have a great time. Just I mean, to as soon as we get on the plane, we're going to be absolutely flying. Everyone's going to be so excited. Yeah. get to the accommodation. We're not really going to be in our hotel because we're going to be in Tampa in September. So we're going to go down to the harbour. We'll hang out there. We'll get some food. We'll watch some sports. We'll do a bit of shopping. You know, just do stuff. Yeah. And also, Tampa Bay, it's literally 20 minutes from Clearwater. So if you want, we can go and sit on a beach. Yeah. And you, know, what, what we can also offer as well, which is quite
2: good, which I'm just kind of thinking on the fly, there's another thing that, that we can offer to the guys. If, if, if the fellas come, and the ladies don't you could do a little swim swimsuit shop, speedos budgie smugglers on the beach and then that could be sent back home to mrs whoever so that there's something you know, if you need to persuade the wife to let you come with us on this trip you could say listen you'll get a full frontal laverne on saint petersburg beach and i mean that's <laughs> bound to get you the, that's bound to get you the pass stamped isn't it
0: got to Well, I don't know whether that's promo or trying to trying to get make this uh, trip just exclusive to me and you, Darren, cracky. But yeah, either way. Oh yeah, you know we should say that. Like everyone is welcome. Everyone, everybody welcome. welcome. It's it's not like we're organising a stag do or a bachelor party, as the Americans call it, or a lads trip. It's not. Everyone is welcome. And in fact, the more the merrier, because uh, the more people come, obviously the better atmosphere we're going to get when we're sat in the stadiums, the more atmosphere we're going to get when we as Brits sit in an American bar talking about NFL. And the Americans love a British accent in an American bar. You know, we, we'll be drinking Bud Piss, sorry Bud Light and uh, we'll be having a bit of banter with the Americans. It's going to be awesome. It really is. And if you can bring the missus as well, or if, 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 if the missus is watching this or listening to this and you want to bring your husband, do it. Get yeah. on board, jump on the bus. We're going to have a great time. Can't wait. And by the way,
2: just while we're on this, just just, a, just an interesting question just on the season. How likely do you think it is at the ages they're at and the circumstances that they're in, bearing in mind Brady retired and came back and Rodgers has seen his best receiver go, his offensive coordinator go. Is it legitimate, do you think, this season that, that, that Green Bay and Tampa Bay will contend as strongly as they have.
0: Well, I think there's a reason why Aaron Rodgers has stayed. Remember last season, there was a big uh, a big brouhaha pre-season as to whether he was going to stay with the Packers, whether he's going to move on. He stayed. And then all of a sudden, like you said, they get rid of his number one receiver, which is a big no-no. He's gone. And then it's up to Aaron and the Packers now. To, like, for me, he always seems like he's in a redevelopment period, mm. which for a guy like that is shocking. You know what I mean? He always seems to be, I need this, I need this, I need this. And it never, never happens. It's only happened a couple of seasons for him, really, if you were to look at the statistics. He's only had a couple of decent years where you've gone, crikey, Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers, absolutely stunning. The rest of the time, you always feel that he's struggling and pushing and giving more than 100% to, to make this Green Bay Packers franchise a success.
2: Yeah. See, crazy thing for me is around Green Bay. If you think about Peyton Manning, they made sure that he'd got Edgar and James in the, in the backfield. He'd got Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne outside. He'd got Dallas Clark as the tight end. He'd always got a good line. They made sure that he got everything to be Peyton Manning. And I know Rogers gets a lot of criticism about the fact he's only won one Super Bowl. In fact, he's only been to one Super Bowl. But that was probably the most loaded team that he'd ever been on. If you kind of think back to Super Bowl forty-five. He'd got Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson was the number three. He'd got a decent tight end, a really good offensive line, and he'd got two or three running backs that they rotated in and out. And that year, with that offense, he wins them a Super Bowl. Now, this year again, you're moving towards the end of his career and you trade Devontae Adams to the Raiders, replacing with a rookie, albeit a talented rookie, one that people think could be really good in the end. But how often do you see... A rookie come in and, and, and when he's the number one straight away, you become a Super Bowl winner. It doesn't happen very often. Brady's side of things, you'd look at him and say, it's about him. And it's the same question every year, isn't it? Is this the year where he turns up first game, takes the first snap from centre and he looks like he's 45, 46? Is, is this the year? Because it has to happen at some stage with all the work he does, at some stage, he's going to turn up. It's like the, the, the boxer that gets in. I work with Carl Frampton when I do the boxing. And he said to me that his last fight, Jamal Herring, he felt great in the gym, wanted to win it, was going to win the fight and retire in the ring as a as a champion again. And he said, the minute the f- he threw his first jab and the first one came back the other way, he knew there was nothing left. And in the gym, he felt fine. And I I, I think that that's the kind of, with these sportsmen, they can feel great pre-season, they can feel great in warm-ups, The moment of truth is when all of a sudden it gets as fast as it's going to get and and as elite as it's going to get. And sometimes your tank's just that little bit emptier than you thought it was going to be. And then you're feeling in the dark. And you wonder whether that might be this year for him. I I don't know. Well, I
0: think Gronkowski retiring is a big move, isn't it? You know, Brady and Gronkowski are like, to quote Forrest Gump, peas and carrots. They go hand in hand. uh, And I think Tampa Bay... See, I... I'm torn with the NFL because one thing I hate about the NFL is the movement of players. They move a lot freely than they used to. Yeah. Like back in the day, uh, the Bears of 84, 5 and 6 were pretty much the same team, give or take, a couple of players. They got found out in 86, I think, by what they were doing. Buddy Ryan, all that palaver. But I think generally back in the day, you'd have three or four years where the team was pretty similar these days it changes massively and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are hoping to hang on to every player. Last year they had the same squad this year, a couple have gone, but not many. And I sometimes think that in this modern age of football, when you do have the same roster, when you do have the same people, when you do have the same coordinators, does that mean you're going to get rusty? Does that mean you're going to get complacent? Who are you going to bring in? That's going to fire up the team. Who's going to say, right, we need to revamp. I mean, um, Head coach is gone. Bruce Arians is gone. So maybe that's a good thing for this squad of players who've been together for a long time.
2: Yeah. Fascinating too because you mentioned the moves. I mean, there was a big one last night as we record this on Thursday. Baker Mayfield from Cleveland to Carolina. Um, We're told it's going to be a competition in training camp between him and Sam Darnold but I don't think you make the move unless... The reality is that Mayfield's going to start because I don't think he's necessarily one that you want on your roster as the backup. I think he could be Captain Chaos if that's the case. But of course, it then begs the question, Cleveland have looked like a team on the verge of Super Bowl contention, certainly last season, if they could get it right. And it was building towards that the year before. They've got massive issues over whether Deshaun Watson's going to be able to play. You know, I kind of look at it morally and everything I've read. I think it's going to be very difficult for the NFL not to give him a suspension of some significance, actually. I mean, there's been talk this week about it being an indefinite suspension, and they've given up the farm to get him. You can't get him back now. you've done that deal. So Cleveland really could be in a a world of hurt. Mayfield, if he pans out second go-round, he's better than he was first go-round. Carolina, who played good defense, might actually be one of the dark horse teams next year, which is going to be interesting to watch. One question I've got to ask you, have we ever seen Vernon, a better division in our lives than the AFC West. Bearing in mind, Russell Wilson's now the quarterback of Denver, who have got that wonderful array of wide receivers and a decent defense. Mahomes is still in Kansas City, and despite the fact they've traded Tyreek Hill, they've made additions, so that's great. The Raiders went and got Devontae Adams and others, and the Chargers go and get Khalil Mack, from the Bears they've drafted well again Justin Herbert's now in year three He's going to be better I look at that it, it, whatever order you put it in I think you could put those four teams in any order and you'd go fine
0: I'm thinking NFC East back end of the 80s early 90s that's the only one isn't it it's the only one yeah. It's the only one. Yeah. It's the yeah. only it's the only division off the top of my head where I can think, oh Cowboys, Redskins, Giants. Even. Uh Even. Cowboys, Eagles. I mean, yeah. come on. I know, but is that... <sighs> I know I know what you're saying, but I think I think that's that's a result of the success of the teams. Like Kansas City running away with it. You think yeah. and then they would think, right, how are we gonna run how are we gonna to get to Kansas City? And then all of a sudden the Chargers come good. Oh my gosh, are we gonna get Chargers? How are we gonna get, get Kansas City Chiefs? Then you look at what the Raiders have done. Then you look at what the Broncos are doing. You think crack Now though I will say this about the Broncos though. I don't understand why a franchise that for many years has been led by John Elway can't find a quarterback can't find a quarterback who's going to sit in that position for 3 or more years. It's unbelievable. But they got him. Get it. But they've got him now. Yeah, but how long is Russell Wilson going to play for it? It's like for me when you do that with a mature quarterback, it's a polyfiller quarterback for me. You just filling yeah. the cracks. But th- don't you think this is where it's different? That
2: now you used to look and say we need if we're going to if we're going to give up everything we need a quarterback to be there for an extended period. Do you not think that Denver actually changed everybody's opinion of that when they took Peyton Manning? And he was only there for three or four years, but they did win a Super Bowl while he was there and they were prepared to take the pain off the back of it. And as you mentioned, there's so much more movement now than there ever was that you can rebuild quicker than you ever could. So if you think, look, we've got everything apart from a quarterback, I mean, they've got to win one now for that to be a success, haven't they? If they don't yeah. win the Super Bowl now, yeah. trading for Russell Wilson was a waste of time because it
0: is going to set them back away. But I don't know. I don't know where I sit well, it's with that. It's that. it's that... It's the disposable element of building a squad, isn't it? Yeah. Is that right? The Seahawks have got rid of one of the best quarterbacks in the league for one reason or another. The Denver Broncos have picked him up. So the, if you look at... The two sides of that coin, the Seahawks, that's a rebuild when you get rid of Russell Wilson. That is 100% a rebuild because you can't build an offence on one player, a uh, big friend, uh, DK Metcalf. Right? He's the stud on that offence, but he only catches the ball. He needs the ball in his hands. And now you look at the Denver Broncos and you think, OK, well, Russell Wilson's going to be there, I'd say, a maximum three years, maybe four. What can you do in four years? When you have a trade like that with a premier quarterback, with an elite quarterback who's been to the Super Bowl, uh, you need success. You need success. And I think, are they going to do it? The one thing that worries me about the Denver Broncos is whether their defence can step up. But then you look at the old famous quotes, all we've got to do is score more points than them. Yeah. Exactly, and, and he's, a
2: gun, he's a gunslinger, isn't he, Russell Wilson? They've got a brilliant trio of, of of wide receivers. So I mean, he's going to be he's going to have the best weapons that he's ever had, and he's been mm. on Super Bowl a Super Bowl winning team in Seattle, and a team that got there and lost. We, but he's going to have better weapons than he's ever had before. I think the interesting one in all this that kind of books the trend is San Francisco because they've they've got Jimmy Garoppolo, and you know that Jimmy Garoppolo can take them to a Super Bowl because he's done it. And had they not blown up in the last quarter, they'd have won that. Mm. They, were, they were better on the day, really. They were. Kansas City with Garoppolo. Well, was- I watched that recently. It was on Sky recently, that game. Yeah. And I couldn't believe they were leading with like 10 minutes left. Nominating though, weren't they? They, were, they yeah. were. Yeah, they were winning the game. Now they've gone, well, I'll tell you what, We'll if we get the right offer now, we'll trade Garoppolo and we'll go with Trey Lance who we don't know a great deal about. But everything else at San Francisco is there, isn't it? And now you've got Debo Samuel saying, well, I don't, want, I don't want a piece of this. I'm off. I'm, I'm going to go. Now, he must think that by making that change it's going to affect him because why if he thinks he can win a Super Bowl why does he want to go anywhere else because mm. that, that's what you, they make money regardless of what they do this is not a money thing now he must think that that's not the right decision but Kyle Shanahan thinks it is I tell you he's a fascinating team this year Miami because they've gone and got Tyreek Hill with Jalen Waddle and Tua and all of a sudden they've gone look we've got loads of draft picks and loads of money in terms of cap space let's just go and blow it and see what
0: Going back to that big division, I like the Chargers, Darren. Yeah. I like the Chargers a lot. I think they've got a great young quarterback there who doesn't mind standing in the pocket because he's a physical specimen. I've said it many, many times on the years that we've been doing the fumble. Quarterbacks these days have to be careful about scrambling because you don't want uh Griffin the third syndrome, like you run too much, and then within two seasons you're absolutely knackered. You know, Robert Griffin III put his body on the line for the Redskins and it earned him a reputation as a great quarterback, but it beat him up. It ruined him. It destroyed him. And I, I sometimes worry that quarterbacks have that tendency to get used to running out the pocket. But if you want longevity, look at the Don. Tom Brady never runs. He can't run. We've seen it from, the, from his draft, from his, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, from his Combine film. He can't run. And when he gets a yard, he's chuffed with that. Uh, so, but I do like, I like the charges. I, th- I think with the, the addition of, uh, of Khalil Mack, I think they've got a good, strong defence that's going to minimise points, which means that offence can just blossom. Yeah. I fancy them this year.
2: Yeah, I do. I, I look at it, but the only thing that kind of holds me back on them is how many times have we sat here during the Philip Rivers time and gone, this is their year? Look at the time. Yeah, Philip like Rivers is, was a different proposition to. So um, he Justin Herbert. Yeah, he always found one too good for him. Come playoff time, didn't he? Rivers. He always yeah. ran into Brady at some stage or whatever, and it, it kind of ruined it.
0: Yeah, but, but I, I think I think Justin Herbert. Has, this is controversial. He's got a, a much better arm than Philip Rivers yes. ever had in his yeah. career. Yeah, he really has. I mean, this guy can launch it.
2: I tell okay. you what it's going to be interesting though. Vern, when you look at that division and we just said any of any of the four could win it, any of the four could be one of them not going to the playoffs. So they've all put a lot into this season. A lot of dollars have been committed, a lot of draft capital has been committed. They've all had a real go. And one of them for all of that, maybe more than one, but certainly one won't be there because there's only two wild cards. So yeah. one of them isn't going to be there.
0: Those Sorry. interdivision division games are massive in that division, Darren. Yeah. Huge.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. I, I think it's going to be brilliant. I look at this season, and the AFC, to me, looks so much stronger than the NFC. I look at the AFC, and I think, all right, the Rams are fine. The Buccaneers are fine, but there are questions. Green Bay are fine, but there are questions. Everybody else, I'm kind of saying, you know, I look at the East, and I think, well, Dallas are probably the most talented, but, would you be surprised if Philly win it? Because they've had a decent off-season. People are talking about them being strong. But when you compare that to those teams in the West in the AFC and the rest of them in there, you're kind of looking at it going, wow, the
0: NFC looks so far behind. It does. And you know what, Darren? Speaking of the AFC, we haven't mentioned the Patriots. No. And I think this, this is their off-season. I think... Yeah. I think I I think this is their off season where they say, guys, we were so close last year. We were so close to being something special. I, I honestly think, I think Mac Jones is a guy who under Belichick, I think there's a little bit of, a little bit of that Tom Brady relationship going on there where he can see something special, but just needs to keep drip feeding him little bits and pieces for him to practice, to go and learn, to study. I think, I think they've got an opportunity. See, I
2: I agree with you to a point. The thing that holds me back on it, again, is that I think Mac Jones last year, I want to say was better than we thought he'd be, but I'm going to say was more efficient than we thought he'd be. Because as a rookie, he didn't make rookie mistakes, really. Mm. Looks after the ball. But I think if you want to be a Super Bowl winner, and when he goes into the AFC playoffs and he's going to have to go through Herbert Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, all these guys, you know, good players, really good players. He's got to, he's got to beat those players in the playoffs. I think then you'll look at him and go, he's not quite got the game to do that. You imagine Josh Allen. You, imagine, you saw what Josh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes did against each other last, last year. That might be for the next decade the way you win the AFC. You've got to have the ball last in a 45-48 shootout. And you've got to have the quarterback that can go down the field and go toe-to-toe with that guy and then be better than him in the end. And I just look at Mac Jones and think, you might be okay to win divisions. But when you get in there and you're going, right, it's Mac Jones against Josh Allen. It's Mac Jones against Patrick Mahomes. Mac Jones against Justin Herbert. The rest of that team has to be so good to limit what Mac Jones needs to do. And I just don't know in the modern NFL, the way the rules are, whether it's possible for a quarterback like him to be successful because he's not got the cannon. He's not brilliantly mobile. He's just just efficient. And I think that's great in the regular season, but come playoff time, you go, well, where's your special guy then? Because our special guy is ready to play. He's putting 50 up today. And I think your guy's good for about 21. So I think we're going to win this all right unless your defence has an 85 Bears day. And I think that that's what lets him down. So I'm, I'm a Bears fan. You're a Bears fan. The only reason I've got optimism about the future is that I look at Justin Fields and the skills that he's got, legs, arm and all that. If he can ever get players around him and develop the way he should, he can be the kind of quarterback that can go out there and go, well, I'll have it then. I'll play basketball with you in the NFL. But I just look at Mac Jones and think, oh, I'm not so... I, I, He's not winning shootout,
0: I don't think. Yeah, well, we will see. We will, we will see. see. You, you know what we should do next week, Darren? We should do a London Games fumble. Yeah, a little preview. Uh, yeah, because I think we've got, got, well, the Green Bay Packers are coming. Oh. Uh, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. Aaron Rodgers, who we've talked at the beginning of the pod, is coming to London. So we've got the chance to see him twice in one season, which is amazing.
2: Yeah, and by the way, Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. So all the naysayers out there who go, oh, we only get bad games in London. We only get bad games in London. No, we don't. Because this year we've got Russell Wilson, who's gone to Denver, and they are Super Bowl contenders in the AFC, whether you like it or not. Brilliant. We're getting Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers for the first time. Fantastic. So it is the look of the draw. Sometimes games look good on paper, things happen, and it's not what you think it's going to be. This year, it is. You can go down there this year, Tottenham, Wembley, and you are going to see great teams, great players. And
0: if anybody moans about it, don't moan in my earshot because that's not <laughs> going to be <prepare> fair this year. <laughs> and let's not forget, Darren, uh, Doug Peterson is the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, a guy who won the Super Bowl with Nick Falls. Mm. I'll say that again. He won a Super Bowl with Nick Falls. And he beat Bill Belichick and Tom Brady in Minnesota. We were there. We couldn't believe it. And neither can the listeners of this podcast. But he is now the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So he'll turn it around. He'll he turn it around. i
2: tell you what, so that's another one of those little fascinating things that you go into the regular season this year and you think, I want to know who's going to win the Super Bowl. I want to know who's going to be great. But you wonder, Trevor Lawrence had so much hype. I mean, there wasn't as much hype over a quarterback leaving college to go in the NFL since Andrew Luck. And... Trevor Lawrence last season gave glimpses, but he was in a really dysfunctional locker room with a really bad coach and chaos all over the place. If anybody's going to get him playing well, it's going to be Doug Peterson. And this I year, know. you might start to see the yeah. development of the next really great one. Which it's always great, you know, when you get a player that kind of transcends everything as a quarterback in the league. The league benefits, doesn't it? You know, we've been yeah. so blessed through the Breeze Manning Brady era. And you kind of go, oh, who's next? And you put Rogers into that group as well. Who's next? Now you're starting to look at it and you think, ah, Mahomes, Herbert, you know. there. Does Trevor Lawrence join that group? And you start to think, wow. Because then you get another team that you don't think is ever going to be dominant. That is, you know, Jacksonville, all of a sudden, if Trevor Lawrence is Andrew
0: Luck, they're in the playoffs every year. So it's a different... And also, it has a massive knock-on effect for us, British fans, because... You know, in the years that the Jags have been coming, (laughs) we've only had one playoff run. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We've only had one playoff run. And uh, as you know, they try and they try and they try to feed us and they try to get us to follow the Jags. And and it's slowly working, but I guess it's not working at a pace that they'd like. But if you can get a couple of winning seasons under their belt, then I think the whole thing is a different proposition.
2: See, you're better at that than me. You've you've semi semi taken the jags. You you'll call them our jags and London jags and all. Yeah,
0: and I just can't
2: do it. I can't.
0: I know. I know. I know. And many can't. And many can't. And that's I why. Can't. Because I think it's down to them, Vern. I think it's down to them. Of course
2: it is. I don't think they do enough in general in the UK for us to go. Yeah, your your you're ours. Yeah. I think you know. I, you know, you know me, I say it as I see it. I don't, yep. I'm not on here to do any PR for, for the NFL. I'm, I'm, I'm here to say what I think. And I think if they've got a quarterback now that can be really good, this is a really good time to go, you know what i gonna do now? We're really gonna integrate into the United Kingdom. We're gonna be a much bigger presence than, you know, they did something good the other week. I was, I was in the car and I was listening to the radio and Josh Allen from the Jags was over and he was on the radio. He was on Talk Sport in the afternoon. And I thought, that's really good, really good. Now, we would do an NFL programme on Five Live on a Friday, and it's difficult to get players. Now, I think anybody who's doing anything like that should have an in to the Jags to go, well, well, we need to do so-and-so-and-so, and that should be like a given. But it's not. But if that's a step in the right direction that I heard the other day, then I think that's the way to do it, because they've got to be, come, sports people and a sports team that you hear when you're traveling to places and it gets mentioned so if you're in the car and you flick the radio on and josh allen from the jaguars is is talking about the nfl and the london games and it's in your ear you're listening because you're driving along resonates with you it just becomes part of part of your day doesn't it it
0: does no i've got a lot to say on this <laughs> a lot to say at it, so I'm going to save it for next week when we talk up the London game. Right, okay, I'm fascinated I'm to, to know what you say here. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have my ten pence worth about the way the NFL is being developed in the UK. Okay, and like you say, we're both neutrals. We're not paid by the NFL. Nope. The NFL know we're big fans, yep. and we have a great relationship. But I'm going to have my ten pence worth. Yes. Uh, yeah. So we'll do that I'll next week. That. I want to hear that. Yeah. So let's let's uh, let's quickly summarize. Come and join yep. me, Darren. Uh, in Florida and then New York for our special trip. You're going to get to see the Tampa Bay Rays play on either a Friday or a Saturday night. You're going to get to see the Green Bay Packers take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tom Brady's backyard. And then we're going to fly to New York. We're going to see Dak Prescott. We're going to see Mr. Jones, uh, the two quarterbacks for the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. We're going to see them go head to head. It's a bitter rivalry. There will be lots of empty beer cans thrown, I would imagine, onto the field. Uh, if the Cowboys win, uh, we're gonna we're gonna we'll, we're gonna hear from Adam Durdy, defensive line coach for the Dallas Cowboys, because he obviously will be in New York as well. So uh, there's lot there's a lot to look forward to this season, Darren. And let's not forget, we'll have some fantasy football chat coming up as well. Yes, we will, because we're going to be playing the
2: leagues again. And we're going to be helping everybody through that if we can. The rivalry is going to be here between me and the big fella because we love to beat each other more than we love to beat anybody else. I'd happily play you every week just so I could win the (laughs) head-to-head. One one fella we've not mentioned for Monday Night Football, and I really hope a year removed, he's back to his best. What a treat it would be to see a fully fit and firing. Saquon Barkley, because there aren't oh, any more spectacular players in the whole league than him. I mean, he can he can take it to the house from anywhere on the field, and does do so. I'm um, of, of all the players that we get to see, if he's anything like it, I think he's the one that would excite me the most because I've never seen him.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Uh, all right, Darren, thank you very much, my friend. Uh, great to see you again. Have a great week. And as always, Simon, our amazing producer at Shooting Shark, thank you for putting this online. Uh, We'll be back next week. We're going to do a London preview. I know it's a little bit early. I know we're not even through summer yet. But why not talk it up early as possible? Uh, And then we'll see how the season transpires and how that affects the games. But for now, uh, this has been a Shooting Shark production with me, Vernon Kay, and him, Darren Fletcher. Have a good one.